0: Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 30th, 2021. It's the birthday of poet Paul Verlaine, born on this day in 1844 Metz, France. Verlaine was the son of an army captain and attended the Lycée Bonaparte in Paris, where his favorite subjects were French and Latin. At the age of 14, he sent Victor Hugo his earliest known poem, L'Amour, a portent of his tragic life to come. And by 1862, the year he received his baccalaureate degree, Verlaine had already developed a disastrous taste for drink that would go on to be a blight on his life. Four years later, in 1866, Verlaine published his first collection of verse under a title Borrowed from Baudelaire, Poème Saturnien. Nevertheless, his debut publication revealed the lovely lyricism and delicate sadness characteristic of many of Verlaine's best poems. Verlaine's life was a series of self-inflicted tragedies. In 1870, Verlaine married bourgeois Parisian Mathilde Motet. At the proclamation of the Third Republic in the same year, Verlaine joined the 160th Battalion of the National Guard before becoming head of the press bureau of the Central Committee of the Paris Commune. Just a year or so after his marriage to Mathilde, Verlaine fled Paris for Calais just escaping the deadly street fighting known as the Bloody Week in May of 1871. Verlaine returned to Paris in August, and in September received the first of many letters from Arthur Rimbaud, who admired his poetry. Verlaine urged Rimbaud to come to Paris, and by 1872 Verlaine had plunged into an uninhibited love affair with him, a relationship characterized by excesses of alcohol, drugs, and violence. It was Matilda and their young son who suffered the most. The Verlaine-Rambeau affair lasted for a full three years and ended tumultuously when Verlaine shot his lover in the heat of passion. Although the shooting resulted only in a minor wrist injury to Rambeau, Verlaine was sent to prison for two years. Verlaine would forever be known in his life as a brutal husband and an impious wretch. But as a writer, he became arguably the greatest poet in the French language. Following his release from prison, Verlaine again traveled to England, where he worked for some years as a teacher, before moving once again to France to teach English. After Matilda and Rambeau, it was his pupil Lucien Léthénois who inspired Verlaine to write further poems, devastating him once more when L'Étinois died of typhus in 1883. Verlaine would continue on as a moral and physical derelict, moving in and out of hospitals in poverty until his death at the age of 51 in Paris on January 8, 1896. Now, why highlight a debaucherous and criminally violent French poet who isn't at all famous, at least compared to the likes of Baudelaire or Victor Hugo here in the United States. Well, I guess as a classical singer, I was compelled to. Paul Verlaine is an absolute master in the field of French song. There isn't a voice student on the planet who isn't required to sing at least one of his poems, poems set to music by titans like Foray, Debussy, Reynaldo Hahn, Saint-Saëns, and Ravel, to name just a few. His poems are as equally exquisite as the composers who set them to music. One of my favorites is a song called Mandoline, from Gabriel Fauré's song cycle, Five Melodies of Venice. Mandoline is a setting of a poem from Verlaine's 1869 collection called Fête Galante, and the poem was inspired by a series of paintings by Jean-Antoine Watteau, depicting the picnics of 18th-century nobility, exchanging their sweet nothings under the shade trees. Foray wrote the song during a summer stay on Venice's Grand Canal, and set in stark contrast to Verlaine's tragically dark and turbulent life, the charming and playful accompaniment sparkles as the melody floats into an endless expanse, taking surprising turns on a whim. Here's the terrifically charming Gerard Suze singing Gabriel Faure's setting of Paul Verlaine's Mandoline. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>
1: C'est six, et c'est a Et and set a terne, Et cet a vis, and four minutes, and my mate, and my mate, and my mate, and my Parmi les frissons de brise Les the de the
0: Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.